All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. After 4 o'clock, Jason Greger, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation uh, YouTube. Uh, text lines are uh, loving uh, Ryan's rant. Uh, boys, uh, we should get Terry Ryan for the coach. It's amazing. Oilers should just start watching Shorzy and play hockey like men. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, it's a little bit different how you play in Shorzy. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I, I think it is fair to say that the Oilers could uh, – uh, their give a bleep meter could be a little bit higher in the second and third period, no question. Um, we we have talked quickly about it. Hey, hey, Gregor, how come no one's talking about the order's inability to finish? To me, once that happens, they'll start winning. Well, it'll help for sure, Doug. I would agree with you. It'll help. But uh, if they keep leaking goals to that level, then they're going to have to score a lot to win games. They're creating a lot. They are sixth. Uh, best as far as high danger chances created, but they're 23rd in goals. So their finish right now has not been remotely close to good enough. And and that's a skill. I believe that's a skill too. Like you get paid to be a scorer. You got to score. That's just, uh, that's how it goes in, uh, in, my, in my eyes anyway. Like I can't give them uh, just a free pass on that. Uh, let's get to the uh, footy report now brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. The no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. As Andy Petrillo from CBC Sports and uh, One Soccer joins us once again. Uh, Andy, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are, uh, well, we're good. We're better than a lot of order fans. They're fired up. Ottawa fans are fired up. Uh, you know what? There's not, uh, hey, Toronto fans are fired up. Their team's not protecting uh, when Brad Marchand's cheap shotting. So there's, uh, there's lots of angst in Canadian hockey cities uh, uh, right now. Um, uh, speaking of, ang- hey, even Vancouver's complaining, but it's more so about uh, how they lost in VAR. What uh, what do you make of that situation? 
Yeah, as we uh, as we transition to soccer, it's not good. Well, the Vancouver Canucks, I think they're the only happy Canadian team, really. <laughs> yeah. um, but in the world of soccer, the Vancouver Whitecaps are not really happy, you know, whatsoever. So they're out of the playoffs now. Um, Major League Soccer doing a best of three series where the goals don't carry over because there's a lot of things I hear from non-soccer fans that what confuses them, of course, are the aggregate and away goals. It's like, what is all this? I can't keep up with whatever. So MLS this year has actually scrapped that. So even though LA beat Vancouver 5-2 in game one, it didn't matter. It was start from scratch in game two. But the thing is, is, you know, LA was awarded a penalty, which if you look at it, I mean, and I'm not even saying this is like a Canadian homer. There there was barely anything there. Yeah. They got the ball first, but he goes down 24th minute. L.A. goes up. And then it was just like bananas at the end of the game. So Vancouver has a chance to tie it off a corner. L.A. clears it. And the referee, like, body slams a Vancouver player. Like, takes him out. Pure, just like elbow down and into the guy's chest. So obviously, I mean, it's a collision that, you know, wasn't on purpose. But typically in those cases, the referee will blow the play dead because he interfered with the play. The referee uh, did not do that. L.A. gets possession of the ball, bombs down the field. They end up scoring. Now it gets called offside, but that's not the point. The point is, is the play should have been blown down. Vancouver had possession. Vancouver should have been given possession. And Vanny Sartini, their head coach, fully believes that they could have tied it up. What could have, should have. We'll never know at this point. But it was so bad. He got so angry. He gets red carded in the 95th minute. He's out of the game. So it's all bananas. And now Vancouver's eliminated. But um, so it's it's a hard break. But I still think if you look back on the Vancouver Whitecaps season, back-to-back Canadian champions. um, And as you know, when you win the Canadian championship, you earn a berth into CONCACAF Champions Cup, which is a massive tournament. Yep. So that's two row for them being in it. So there's a lot to be happy about. It's just really unfortunate that it that it ended the way it did. Yeah, I, I watched I saw the the replay of the official and um it it did see like I I I I've seen when there is like an official and a player run into each other, but rarely yeah. did I see him taken down that yeah. way like that that seemed like the like you you don't you don't like when you run into someone and then it's oh geez and you fall down that's one thing but that to me I don't know why but I watched it over and over I'm like well it looked like he did it on purpose like the actual grabbing of the player am I wrong I I don't know I mean in the heat of the moment maybe he was just like so focused on the ball knocked somebody over was like get out of my way <laughs> and then continued it's like you can't do that in soccer, as the referee, you interfered with the play, and you're supposed to use judgment and blow the play dead, and he didn't. So I just think there was, unfortunately, and I hate, like, I really, and I, I don't like doing this. I don't like piling on the refs. It is one of the hardest jobs, and I never want to be a ref. And if there's one thing I hate in the world of soccer, I'll say this. What I always love in hockey is the captain goes and speaks to the ref. You got a problem, whatever. Like, it's one guy who goes and talks to the ref. In soccer... This is one of my pet peeves, more so than diving guys, where they just crowd the ref. Yeah. And they're all up in his face and they're all like, you know, they put their hands behind their back and some of them are just, you know, making all these gestures, whatever, but it doesn't matter. They're all trying to make it seem like they're not touching the ref as they should not. But that drives me bananas. Your your captain should be the only one to step up and speak to the ref. And I absolutely hate how that happens 
uh, in soccer. But anyways, I digress. Bottom line, though, is that this was this was pretty much abysmal refereeing. And I do feel bad for Vancouver. Andy, Chris, uh, Christine Sinclair, as we prepare to say goodbye to one of the best athletes ever from the country and I suppose worldwide. Right. Um, but it almost feels like she's in the way. Bev Priestman made it clear that they've, they're moving on. They've moved on. But should she start? Uh, so this is a tough one. Like in that first game. So they did their, their two games in that FIFA window. Uh, where they lost 1-0 to Brazil and then beat them in the second game. So in that first game, she came on in the 68th minute. Second game, she came on in the 78th minute. So clearly Bev is is having her come on because she knows that there are a lot of fans who are there to see her, tons of signs in the stands. It's pretty obvious they're there you know, to, to say goodbye to Christine. No doubt about that. But Christine is not going to be in Paris. And if there's anything we did see from those two games is that Bev still has a lot of work to do in figuring out the right lineup. Not just the starting, but the tactics and being able to even change up tactics mid-game when things aren't going well. She has a lot of work to do before Paris. So when you know a player's not going to be there, you're kind of like, you know, you got to give that spot. You got to give those minutes to somebody else. However, I will say the final two games, so December 1st, December 5th, they're going to be out in BC. And she's from out west. So there is something pretty special about she's going to be definitely in front of family and friends. I think at least for one of those games, Terry, have her start. Because in the world of soccer, it's far more profound. It's far more special when a player is subbed out of the game. Yes. Because that really allows the fans to get up on their feet, give the standing ovation. Really, you know, it even allows the other play, like the players on the other team. So in those two games, are going to be playing Australia. But it even allows them to give the handshake like the referee will allow time wasting in that particular case you know but you look back at any of the greats i don't know if you guys have even seen most recently the beckham uh documentary like Mm. when his time was up they did the exact same thing right i'm gonna take you out like the 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 coach tells the player i'm taking you out at this minute and then they take them out and there's this like this incredible walk everyone hugging shaking hands the fans are on their feet so i would say for at least one of those games she has to start to get that moment. She deserves it. But on the flip side, I completely agree with Bev in having to give the starting minutes or at least the majority of the minutes to players. She's still trying to audition and figure out for the Paris Olympics. But one of those games, give her give her that moment. She has earned it. Not just deserves it, she's earned it. Wow. Does the off season look like for TFC? I mean, it's a that that's really hard to sum up. I assume because there's so many parts to fix or at least improve on. But how do they evolve from here? Uh, this is a tough one. They have yet to have like an end of season press conference as well, which I'm like, your season kind of ended. Like <laughs> your season ended back in May. If you really want to like look at it, yeah. but, so they anything, but they did issue a press release where they. Uh, put out the players that are under contract. Um, so based on the so the players who are under contract, there's 19 of them. Then they exercise contracts on two of them. That's 21 players already that a brand new coach who's come on in and needs to completely change everything for next year to inherit 21 players. That's a lot of players. It's kind of like how are things going to look different next year? Yeah. So unless so off season, if you ask me what is it going to look like, it's a season where they have to hustle. Because they have to, like, work those telephones. They have to move big bodies. In particular, 
I think the Italians, like the fan base is done with them. Um, but the thing is, is they're making such big money that I don't know who's going to take on those salaries. Like it is ludicrous. I mean, and even if I'm Lorenzo Insigne, I said this before, like he's on paper, he's shown as the second highest paid player in MLS, but he's actually the, the highest paid player when you factor in all the marketing dollars and sponsorship and everything that MLSE is able to give him. He's actually making 15 to $16 million a year. Like, yeah, you're miserable, but you ain't walking away from that, right? (laughs) With Federico Bernadeschi, he's making six, seven million dollars. But because he's had such like an abysmal year, who's going to take him? Already there were rumors that a team in Saudi Arabia was going to take him, but they weren't going to pay him as much. So he kiboshed the deal. Then there was another rumor that Besiktas in Turkey was going to take him, but they decided to go with someone else because that other person's production was better. So I think for John Herdman, his ego might get a little checked here, right? Like this is a guy who's had huge success at the national level, but now he's about to enter the pro game where you're inheriting practically a full roster where you almost need a complete overhaul. And I just don't know if they can do it. So it's going to be a really tough season for TFC. And uh, one last one. Uh, the CPL is getting funding from FIFA uh, from now until 2026. Uh, that seems like big news. How much is it and how is that going to impact the CPL? Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I'll take any kind of dollar you're going to give, uh, you know, domestic soccer in this country. But between now and 2026, they're going to give $2.7 million total. So, yes, you're kind of looking at it going, well, what is that really going to do? But it's part of um, the fact that Canada is hosting the 2026 World Cup. Yeah. And again, on the end side of things, in order to host a World Cup, you have to have a domestic league. So FIFA, with the understanding that this league was basically created in order to host a World Cup, they kind of throw you a bone. Now, I will say the CPL is small enough, operates on a small enough budget where, yeah, you take $2.7 million and divide that by three years. Like that goes a long way towards travel and transportation and you know things like i think it's more kind of along those that nature right like whatever they need to drive whatever they need to fly it'll help offset some of those costs so it's it's pretty big i would say for for the cpl and you know it's also just like acknowledgement that this league is already growing on its own yeah so to have that production of some money is always really helpful but again like this is why it's a big deal to even start a domestic league because if FIFA recognizes that and you get like a World Cup, you would hope that that would also mean more funding down the road too. Andy, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Have yourself an awesome week. We will chat with you next Monday. Thanks, guys. See you later. That is uh, Andy Patrillo from uh, CBC Sports and One Soccer. Uh, when we return, your chance to help your neighbor. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do just a... It's Monday. Order fans, you need something to pick up your spirits, right? Something that's uh, positive a little bit. It's uh, It's been a tough first month of the season, 2-7-1. and one. Goalies can't save a beach ball. Defense can't clear the net. Forwards can't score. There's not a lot going on right now that's positive for order fans. So all I need you to do today, it's very simple. You're going to text the word POSITIVE to 833-401-1440. Include your name. And we'll pick a random winner, and you are going to uh, qualify to help your neighbor. What does that mean? Oh, it's a brand-new high-efficiency furnace from Legacy Heating and Cooling. And you get some prizes. We'll tell you what they are when we return. 
Portions of this hour brought to you by Papa John's. Try their new butter chicken pizza made with velvety tangy sweet sauce topped with juicy grilled chicken, green peppers, and onions. Large butter chicken pizza for $19.99 for a limited time at papajohns.ca. Look good. Feel good. Play good. It's the Jason Greger Show. Thanks for listening to Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Rolling through a game day on Monday afternoon. Lots of nice. I always like, the, hey, we put in the word positive, and many of you not only put in the word positive, you put in some positive thoughts, which is even better. I love it. Uh, so uh, here's what's happening. It's Help Your Neighbor brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Every day, uh, we will give away an opportunity. A, if you qualify today, you get the brand new Sports 1440 app. Pretty sweet. Uh, then you'll be entered into the draw. And if your name is drawn on Monday, November 20th, two weeks from today, you are going to win uh, a Google Nest or Echobee smart thermostat installed in your home, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. You will also have a pair of seats, lower bowl, where the orders at- attack twice on Friday, December 8th, against the Wild. And you will win the opportunity to gift a brand new, high-efficiency Goodman 96% Energy Star two-stage standard furnace. Of course, it's installed by Legacy. They get the thermostat with it. All the permit and inspection fees. They will remove and dispose of the old furnace. Also comes with five-year labor, 10-year parts warranty, and a, li- and a lifetime heat exchanger warranty. Only two things. A, the person you gift this to has to own their home. And B, they need to reside within 100 kilometers of Edmonton. Okay? That's uh, it's two fairly decent things that you can abide by. So remember, and you can't gift it to anyone in your house. If you live in your home, you can't say, oh, I'm gifting it to my wife or my partner. Spouse, doesn't matter. Husband, no. Okay? Those are the, uh, the only rules. So uh, the con man, and I've told people today, it's very easy if you want to qualify. You just text the word positive and your name to... 833-401-1440. All right. We will, uh, Cons is going to randomly put in the uh, the random selector. And then he'll pick a winner. And uh, he will contact you. So if your phone rings in the next three minutes, answer the phone. Nothing worse than if we call, because Connor will call twice. And if that person doesn't answer, guess what happens? He's calling someone else. So 833 833- 401-1440. So we'll give it a, another minute, and then uh, Connor will be, uh, will be looking uh, through that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we got lots more text to get to at uh, 10, 12, 60. It's, been, uh, it's, a, it's a frustrating time for order fans. I don't think there's any debate on that, but uh, you got to have a little bit of a, a humor at the, uh, at the same time, and the, uh, the text line always uh, supplies a little bit of that. Uh, Hey, fellas, the clocks fell back one hour. Looks like the orders fell back to 2014. Hi-oh! <laughs> uh, it's true, TR. It is like 2-7-1, and one, man. It's the worst start in the McDavid era. And, like, offensively, it's not good. Defensively, it's not good. Goaltending's not good. Their power play is okay, but they give up shorthanded, or power, shorthanded goals to the opposition. Like, man, it's uh, it ain't good. Uh, I think it was... Might have been Mike Commodore who talked about how sometimes uh, as a... Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't Commodore. It was uh, Scotty Hartnell 
uh, spoke about how one time they were slugging in Philadelphia and it was mandatory that everyone just went out and went on a bender together. And uh, and obviously I'm not recommending uh, that, but you've got to do something as a team to shake it up because if you just wallow in self-pity, that's not going to work. I love your idea. That That is good. You know, our version of going out and going on a bender is today's version of, I don't know, a PlayStation tournament. I, I don't know what, but just get get together. Uh, and, you know, that that's one possible answer, but a shakeup, like a different, and that's we, we, some kind of a shakeup, yes. But I got to be honest, I, I don't think this is the, I got no reason to stick up for him, but I don't think this is a Woodcroft thing. Not that you asked, but, you know, shake up because that's often what happens, yeah. right? It's often what happens. The, the coach falls on the sword. But just think now, how many have they gone through, man, in the last few years, right? Like, and it's a lot of the same thing. And there's a lot of the same players. So I don't know. I, I like that guy. He seems like he's a good guy to work for, to play for. And an honest, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I just from what I hear and you know, just looking at what they're doing on the ice, like I think you said before, it, it, it's not an X's and O's thing. They know what to do. It's just stupid mistakes. So I, I, I just, I think all of the above, except for the coach, I, I really, I'd give him a lot of leash. I, I don't think it's him, but I, again, I'm just watching. So are you. So my, my question, Terry, and you know, you played a lot of different levels, obviously played the highest level in the NHL and the American league. Um, when, when good, cause if you're on a bad team and you're losing like the San Jose sharks, like they can say all the things they want. They can talk about everything, but at the end of the day, they just don't have a lot of talent to match the other teams. <laughs> no, right. Like, say the least. yeah, like the Edmonton orders, like they've created the six most high danger chances. Like they have talent. They're not living up to their talent. They're not playing up to their capabilities, but they have talent. So I think it's different when you're on a team and the players know. Like, you know if your team's competitive or not or should be competitive. And then you know that, you know, geez, we're just not a really good team. And so we'll try our best, but more often than not, it's not going to go our way. So I'm thinking the message just has to be different. You can't come out and, you know, walk into the dressing room and be slamming and throwing garbage cans at your team. Oh, you guys are terrible when they are terrible. You know what I mean? So you, you probably got to try to just squeeze every last drop out of them. But you got an older team who isn't playing very well. At what point does it come where somebody's got to stand up and there's got to be some conflict in the room? There's got to be a, I don't know, players only meeting, whatever you call it. And, and what's the best way to get a team out of that funk? You must have played on good teams that have went in a funk. I did. And look, this is that this is why people think you just stick the captain on the leading scorer. Now, I'm not saying that in this. I'm not saying McDavid's a bad ca- captain. I'm, I'm just saying overall, fans that have these opinions. I'm like, this is what the room now. Right now is what where leaders are born. Yeah, right here. You got to take the team, but especially if you got a good team. And there's no, just this is it. This is where they're born. You tell me, every, you know, for every Alexi Yashin that goes one way, you got a, a, a Mark Messier or Steve Eisenman and or Wayne Gretzky, or, or, you know, this is where they're born. Mario Lemieux step up, right? I, there's, they've got every reason to do it. They've got the capabilities. I just think this is a, this is a thing. Someone on the team has to step up here. Right. And, and like I said before, and it doesn't have like to be the captain, team? right? It doesn't have yeah. to be the captain. It doesn't have to be the captain. It does not have to be the captain. Um, like it's little things and I don't know, like how much communication is going on. I was telling the story the other day on my own podcast, how Stefan Kintal, I just thought he was great at getting the puck out, like, like making that first pass. And I remember he said to me, he's like, you know, it's not always 
who's over or, or making the pass and finding the seam. He's like, it's also who you're passing it to. Like I take all that into account as I'm, and I'm like, I'm not saying that there's no one to pass it to. What I'm saying is that I just remember going like every day, like absorbing all of that from the older players and, and listening to things going, wow, like no wonder it's the NHL. Like I've been playing hockey my whole life and these little things, these nuances of the game. And I really talked to my leaders. I, I don't know. And it, and it seemed that did never seem to be a problem. Now, did we have enough scoring? Probably not. You know, there's reasons that the Canadians lost those years, but I just really, I, I don't know. I'm like, if, if, if the room is what it should be, uh, you wouldn't see guys out there and not whiffing on pucks and not getting it out and, and, you know, not giving an effort in the corner. That's what gets me. I, I did the rant on it, but I just, I know I would have been called out for that. I know it. And, and, so would a lot of people in my era and a lot of people now. I don't know. Would Steve Stamkos call people out? I don't know. Like, it seems to me that players that aren't supposed to play that way play with an edge on certain teams. And those certain teams, Boston, I don't know. Yeah, well, they're playing pretty well. Hey, I think anybody, you, if the minute a player is above being challenged in a professional manner by his teammates, then you got a problem. I don't, I don't care who it is. Um, anybody should be able to say, hey, we got to be better. And you can go around the room and, you know what, to me, go try to find it in a positive way because there's days where you can you can hammer on guys for sure. But then, And that's why it's up to me. A good leader is going to read the room and know, okay, what do we need now? Maybe, you know what, and who knows, maybe you have your two best leaders go to behind the doors and say, okay, you know what, you and I are going to get in a real heated conversation here just to try to stir up some stuff in the room. Or like I remember Strutty telling the story how he did that once in the room. Like He lied and said the the opposing team was mocking and I was in the warm-up with these guys and he made up a story. Not even true, just made up a story and guys were frothing at the most, annoyed. And then afterwards, Ethan Morrow's our captain that goes, that didn't happen. He goes, oh, no, they didn't say that at all. But you do something to try to inject a little bit of emotion into your team. Exactly. I love the way you said that because, yeah, like it could be a bender. It could be a, a get together. It could be a card game. It could be it could be exactly what you just said. But like there, that's that's my point about leaders. Like we can speculate here, but in on that room, you know, like it's day to day. It's minute to minute. Someone in there knows the mood and can take it by controls. Maybe they need loosey-goosey right now. Maybe they don't. They've been on this ride in the room. They've been on that together while we speculate and we comment on it. But all I know is that the common denominator is that someone steps up. Mike Keane. Mike Keane has three Stanley Cups, I believe, with three different teams. Claude Lemieux, I think, is the same. What do these players have in common? Right? What, what do the successful players? I think Chris Dingman does. Brad Lukowicz. These are just players that, you know, came out of the West and were good players, but really had to work and, you know, multiple cups with multiple teams, you know, like, so I, it's just, there's a common denominator to winners and leaders. And now's the time. Now's the time to step up. All right. And uh, our next, uh, our qualifier, Hey, he stepped up. He got in. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, you have qualified. You won a brand new hat, courtesy of Sports 1440. You're in the draw to win the order tickets and the Echo B, uh, uh Nest or the Echo B Smart Thermostat. And most importantly, you have the opportunity, Mike, to gift a brand new high-efficiency furnace to someone uh, in your circle. How you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. So, Mike, um, first of all, we'll get to that in a second, but do, do you have any, like, if you were in charge, what is the one thing that you would do to get the orders winning? I was in charge. 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> gotta gotta get them all putting in the effort. I I can't see uh, a lot of people all pushing in the same direction at the right time or at the same time right now. So I'd like to see them, you know, start working together and and get it going. All right. Well, um, now, do you have anybody that you know? And I know this is because you just qualified. Is there anyone that you know that needs a new furnace? And if not, you have two weeks to do a little research to find someone. Yeah, no, absolutely. My mom actually needs a new furnace. Uh, she's got an older house in St. Albert, and uh, I would love to uh, be able to gift that to her. Awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah, mom did a lot for you. Maybe you can help her out. Stay on the line. Connor will get all your info, and uh, be sure to listen at uh, 4 o'clock in two weeks' time because that's when, uh, if your name's drawn, you win your prize, and uh, you will also be able to gift a furnace to your mother. Thanks very much. There you go. Next chance to qualify is tomorrow in the 4 o'clock hour. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you. You're on Sports 1440. Hey, guys, I love the idea of getting players to play better. I know this might sound dumb, but I agree with Terry. Motivation should be the least of their worries. I'm more concerned about the fact that right now, many of them look like they don't know how to make the right play at the right time. Did this team just overachieve or are they underachieving now from Nick? Well, I'll say this. I don't think you can overachieve two years in a row to get to a conference final and then, you know, and lose back-to-back years to the eventual Stanley Cup champion. I, I don't think you can kind of overachieve your way into that. Like we're talking 160 games, right? Like that's, that's a fairly long time to get into to that and then go into the playoffs. So I don't think you can overachieve for that. As far as them looking like they don't know how to make the right play defensively, I think it's fair to question if Edmonton has enough players who are committed. Now, Terry, you've said this before. You don't think it's that hard. Like, come on, it's just it's hard work more than committing. So do they have enough players committed to wanting to play sound defense? That's the question. What do you think? Are you are you even that open to me? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. I look. I, I I don't want to make playing in the NHL sound easy because it's not. But defensive system, you know, and I know that you can you can grasp one. I don't know in a day, let alone a week or a month, right? It's, defensive play is just a system knowing where to go. Um, and of course, there's an adjustment period, but it's the NHL. They're the best at what they do. I don't think that's the problem. And I. And I don't think they overachieved. I don't. I think like these are great players that have all shown on, and I'm even including guys that are started real bad that I often get on them about giveaways and stuff. Bouchard, but I thought he was one of the best D in the league last year in the last 30 or 40 games, man. He, he really turned it on. It's in there. These players aren't like 38 years old. They're in their primes. Right. And they're real good. So I put it this way, Jason, like I have a group chat at home, like, and we're all in on the Oilers now. Like, we're like, okay, they're not going to get any lower than this. You know, like a good stock. Like, okay, like we we all made bets yesterday, right? And we're going to go on a trip to Vegas if it works out. Like, I think people still have confidence. I'm one of them. Um, I don't think it was overachieving at all. But there's something, like I said, it, it, it's probably more internal in that dressing room. And it comes down to quote-unquote leaders that we probably won't know, but it's in there. It's just turning that key and, and pointing it in the right direction. I have to ask you this question, Terry. Um, I know coaching, like, hey, starting the game matters at times. 
and, and it can matter, and it can send different messages for different times. Some players get a start when it's in their hometown. The coach knows about it. They get them out there. Yeah, it's exciting. Everybody in the room gets fired up, right? Hey, you got McDavid and Drysaddle. I get why you start them a fair amount of the time. Would it be the orders have lost a lot? Would it be foolish to start the kid line tonight? Or should you go Costanza and go against everything that's your natural instinct and start the kid line just to see if they're fired up, but also send a message, hey, guess what? You other guys, you're not doing enough. So I'm starting these guys tonight. Let's see how you react. I think that is a brilliant idea for many reasons. The first one, yeah, it's like you said, not all shakeups need to be career-ending or, or job-ending, right? Yeah. Something like that would definitely get people's eye. Oh, my God, what's going on? They didn't. And really, it's 20 seconds. It doesn't even really matter, right? It's just, it's literally a symbol. And yeah. and maybe that gets, because if, if you're in a point, you're two, seven and one or whatever it is. If you're at a point that it doesn't seem like it can get any worse, I, I can't see how it would hurt the team. It's not like it, it's different. And now if you take the best players and bench them for a period, might be justified, might not though. And you might rattle the, I don't think anybody in their right mind could get upset about not just starting a game. And I think if I was one of those players, I'd almost invite it. You know, it feels different. You know, something got to feel different. And if I'm a young player, hey, I'm starting an NHL game. You, you know. Yeah. So I, I see a lot of positives to come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a thought. Like, I know that they're, well, geez, if we give up a goal because maybe Vancouver is going to start their first line. So what? You got to have confidence and say, guess what, guys? I believe that you can handle one shift without getting scored on. Right, like that. If you don't believe that you, these guys, if you don't believe you can put them on the ice at any point, then why the hell are they there? So, they to me, at some point, you got to you got to look at any little thing to try to jolt your team out of their doldrums. To me, that is an easy one that I think is low risk. The odds of them giving up a goal in the first shift, um, I don't think are that high that I wouldn't take the chance. So, just something. And to, it's an easy way, an easy way to to give the young guys some confidence, even if they just come, you know, just. Here, just go out. Clearly, you're NHL players. You can do. You can lead the ship or whoever it is. I say young guys. It could be just people, random. There's lots of players that don't normally start. Yeah. And you know, then it it it, it gives you a bit of confidence. You know, it, it, being out there and knowing that obviously it's a bit of a an outlier the situation. But hey, I get confident from it. I wouldn't care what. Why not? There we go. We'll take a quick break, come back with uh, five questions on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Owners Nation YouTube. Portions of this hour brought to you by Cantor. They've continued developing tools and are excited to announce their newest design, battery-powered nut runners. Four models from 500 to 3,000 foot-pounds with more on the way. Learn more at cantor.com. Look good. Feel good. Play good. It's the Jason Greger Show. Thanks for listening to Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Four forty-seven. How are you? Game day. Sports fourteen forty. A late one, of course. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, puck drop around 8.10 tonight. The orders in Vancouver. Stuart Skinner will start. You'll have McDavid, Dreisaitl with Hyman, Kane, Nugent Hopkins, and Gagne, McLeod, Fogel, and Ryan. Then the kid line, Holloway, James Hamlin, and Raphael Lebois. Nurse Cece, Ekholm Bouchard, Kulak, and DeHarnay. The uh, Canucks come in, playing pretty well. Lots of confidence. Uh, they got the uh, league's leading score thus far with 20 points through the uh, the first, what is it, uh, 13 games for them. So 11 games, excuse me, not even 13, 11, 8, 2, and 1 for the uh, Canucks. So uh, they are already 12 points ahead of the orders. So you think about it, you lose tonight in regulation. Edmonton, that's 14 back of Vancouver, and they're 18 back of Vegas. Could almost say that home ice advantage in the first round of the Pacific Division almost out the door after eleven games. Like it's hard to make up that many points. So they, uh, it's early on, but it is a it's a fairly big game for a variety of reasons tonight. I think for the uh, Edmonton Orders. Let's get to uh, Saint Question Five Questions brought to you by the Brick. Skip the stress of Black Friday and uh, shop early at the Brick. Update your guest room with mattresses starting at only $149. Pillows starting at just 12 bucks. Get it sooner with next day mattress delivery right now at the Brick and thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one. Over the weekend, I put up a poll on Twitter or X, whatever you want to refer to it as, asking where would you, if you had to, put the blame for the Oilers' start to the season? Coaching, management, skaters, or goalies? Uh, For you, if you had to vote, which one would it be? TR? Skaters for me, for reasons I already explained, rather than beat a dead horse, skaters. Yeah, there's uh, 18 of them, and there's one goalie in the game. So, um uh, could I put all of the above, though? Was that an option? Because if it was, I would put that. That was mm. not an option, but it was by far the most uh, added in there. A lot of people were like, where's the yes option? Where's the all of the above? Uh, just quickly, skaters won at 30%, with goalies at 26.6, management at 28.3, and coaching only getting 15%. And that was a 1,500 votes, so a lot of people shared their opinion on that one. Uh, question number two. When it's all said and done, where do you expect the Oilers and Canucks to finish in the Pacific Division? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Um, 
It's hard for me to see the Oilers not making the playoffs still. It's 10 games. Um, But I picked Vancouver to make the playoffs. I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised they're 8-2-1. I am going to say... Because injuries are the big big, um, changer. I will say third and fourth in the Pacific. Vancouver, three, Edmonton, four. Um, God, this is... Am I trying to be different, or am I going to go with my instinct? I think Vancouver are going to come down a little bit, and the Oilers will pop in there. My question is, are the Oilers going to be two or three? I'll be ambitious and say two. All right. Question number three. Uh, after the weekend in the NFL, we saw the Bills and the Dolphins fall. So who do you think is the strongest team in the AFC East right now? <clears throat> I, I, I'm still going to go with the Dolphins, I, the Bills, too many holes, and I don't know. They're, they're inconsistent in a lot of different ways. I got confidence in the Dolphins, and I've already bet on them, so I'm going to say them. Well, you know, you, the Bills, man, could they be more Jekyll and Hyde? They're five and four now. Like they're just one game above 500. They seem kind of like a meh team. So yeah, I, I got to stick with the uh, with the Dolphins as well. But I'll say. I'm not well. Neither one of those teams is the top two in the AFC, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the way they're playing, might be pushing to be the third best team in the AFC soon. So uh, Miami's got a lot of ability, and that was a close game against the Chiefs, right? Like the Chiefs score that, you know, that that fumble return that ends up being the ultimate uh, touchdown that wins in the game. They were up twenty-one nothing, then they win twenty-one fourteen. So it's close, but uh, Miami, I like them. I think they're more consistent than the Bills. Dolphins right now, 6-0 and against teams with losing records, 0-3 versus teams with winning records. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who wins that division. Now, f- question number four for you guys. Uh, the Raptors yesterday were victorious over Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, but for me personally, Spurs becoming must-watch because the, the rookie's pretty good. Is there a player in the NBA that you go out of your way to watch and you know, you're know you not even a big fan of the team? Oh, yeah. Is that for me, it's Damian Lillard. Uh, he's the one guy, right? Uh, I like to watch him as, as much as I can. I enjoy him. But I will say, man, that went by him. Like, he is he is such a specimen at that time. Like, did you see when he blocked Scotty Barnes? Like, it was it was almost like, you know, an adult playing basketball with kids, and then he just stands, doesn't even lift his hands, and the kid can't shoot. That like, And Scotty Barnes is a big human. Like, in the scream of real world, Scotty Barnes is, is huge. But he looked tiny. It was it was unbelievable to watch, and really, what was crazy was about what about the Raptors, uh, most points they've ever scored in the second half, slash into overtime. Like that, thirty five points at halftime looked like they were down nineteen. Looked like they were just getting ran out of the building, and then they came back and scored seventy five points in the third and fourth quarter before uh, running away with it in overtime. But that was he is a he is a marvel. You've never seen anybody who's that agile, who's that tall, who can shoot from distance. Yeah, man, I. Wemby is another level. I, I, he's number one with a bullet for me. Like I, he's way ahead of anybody. If he's on, same thing with McDavid and Bedard. Right now, they they would be my three. If the, if the game's on, I'm watching it. Um, but for me, going outside of that, because that wasn't the question. It was uh, who else in the do NBA. I tune into? Yeah. And I hate to say it because I'm a Jordan guy. I'm a Michael Jordan guy. And I hate LeBron's passive-aggressive, cryptic messages here. And it's always me, 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 me. It always points back to him. But, but I do really love watching him play. He's a great player, and 
I'm usually left jaw dropped in some way. And right now it's his age and he's still doing it. So I got to give credit where credit is due, whether I like his personality or not. And a final question for you. Sam Reinhart celebrates his birthday today. Of course, his brothers Griffin, Max, play in the NHL, as did his father, Paul. When we talk about sports families, and I've asked that question before for years here on Five Questions, the Reinhardt family doesn't always get a lot of love. So who do you think is one underrated sports family? Sports family, uh, who? Who do I know that's... Who knows? Terry Ryan Sr. maybe? Terry Ryan Jr.? No, no, no. I kid, I kid, I kid. I'm going to go with, definitely, I mentioned them earlier, and great Newfoundland sports family, the Norrises. You've got Ian, Warren, and Dwayne, who are all brothers, all great, great players. Warren played pro. Dwayne played in the NHL, I I believe, 100 games or more. And uh, big goal for World Junior, and now Josh is well on his way. Real athletic family. My mother's maiden name is Norris. I think there's a relation way back. And um, I've just always been a fan of their their family athletics. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Now, cons. do they have to be players, or can they just be involved in coaching? I think they can be involved in, okay. in any way, yeah. Because um, what about the Phillips, right? You had uh, you had Bum, who was the grandfather. Wade's the father. Wes is the son. You know, Wes is, was like a pretty good coaching tree, right? Uh, all in the uh, NFL. Uh, they have like over 50 years of combined coaching experience. And I know that Wade gets a lot, but Bum Phillips is a pretty good coach for a long time. So I'm going to go probably with the, uh, with the Phillips. Um, See, that's where you shine. That's where you shine right there. All that useless knowledge up in that <laughs> frontal lobe bouncing around, and it just comes right to fruition. Every You couldn't have a better job for those facts that are bobbling around up there. That was a great answer. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. Well, you know, Cons gave up. You're trying to think of uh, different ones because if you go like, you know, the greatest family, there are some unbelievable ones. Like it's, it's freakish to see how s- some families like – like genetics play a big part in sports. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like you, you're gifted some natural abilities. And you obviously have to have the work ethic to do it and everything like that. But when you look at certain families, right? Like the Sutters to have six brothers, like especially when their oldest brother was, you know, didn't do it. That's uh, that's crazy uh, to me, yeah. right? Um, and you know, you look at this, the Williams sisters, like not only good but like dominant at their sports uh, for a long, long time. So you know, the Howes, obviously. Um, you know, Brett and Bobby Hull shoot different ways, yet it's the same shot, and their wrists are massive, and they good get the hardest shots for their eras. Yeah, that's, that's really good that you say they shut different direction because you know we had Adam Oates on, and he talked about is his skills coach, and he made sure that he has a skills coach who shot the other way because sometimes it's hard if you're a lefty to teach a right shot guy what you know to talk because you want to demonstrate, it, and then you go to demonstrate, it and you put a right hand stick, and you look like a fool. So, you know, it was interesting because, yeah, obviously there's some genetics there, uh, no question. Um, and, uh, like, they had the same thick head, too. So, um, like, you know, and I don't mean that in a wrong way, just like, you know, know. box-colored, uh, pretty certain. So, um, it was uh, also, like, like you look at uh, Cheryl and Reggie Miller as siblings, like, dominant, right? Uh, and their brother, uh, Daryl, was a Major League Baseball player. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, you're a mom and dad, and you're like, ah, what do your kids do? Ah, well, you know, my son plays in the NBA. Oh, yeah, my other son's in the MLB. Oh, yeah, I have a daughter. Yeah, well, she's one of the best female basketball players. Oh, that's good. Like, that's pretty uh, It's pretty unique for sure, right? Now, there's obviously we could go into, you know, other things that you're – we're a sports station, so we talk about sports athletics, but there's some families that have 
unbelievably smart, right? Where they're just genetics in their brains and, you know, they're, you know, they're astrophysicists and other things. You're just like, pardon me. Like, it's amazing. So, but for sports athletics, it's, uh, it's pretty good. So. TR, uh, I, I enjoy that you brought the jersey. So you're doing your show on location now for the next uh, few. So are you in Sudbury the whole time or do you get some days off? How does it work for shooting season three? Yeah, I get uh, most of the weekends. I get two two of the seven weekends. I think I got to do promo stuff. The rest I generally get Saturday, Sunday. And then there are a few days. Um, if you watch the show, you'll notice the, the, the girls, Nat, Zig, and Mig, when they're in there. We're often not in those scenes. Right. So I will get a few days off and I'm, I'm going to go. I go to T.O. normally to take in a game of, of some sort. Uh, I, one of my favorite bands, the 1975, is playing on the November 18th. So I'll definitely go down for that. I'm off that day. I'll, even if it's just drive down in the morning and come back after. Uh-huh. We're not that far. We're about three hours from on, uh, Toronto and not a bad drive. Okay. Well, buddy, it's always great to have you. We will uh, see you on Thursday. Uh, get some sleep. And um, we will uh, we'll chat on Thursday. Oh, man, if the orders lose tonight, oof, by the time we get to Thursday, they'll be playing the San Jose Sharks, and Oilers fans will be, like, beside themselves. What happens if they lose that game? Trust me, I'll be beside myself if the orders lose to the San Jose Sharks. Well, you're going to have to. because Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 